this firefighter. He's from Kenora, but uh, he works for the ministry here in Ontario. He is going to the Human Rights Tribunal with a case that he hopes, obviously, to win. He calls it his creed. He's an ethical vegan. And in this article, which has made all the papers, it's a Canadian press story, he uses that term a lot, ethical vegan, ethical vegan. Well, he was called to Williams Lake, B.C. with about 900 other firefighters because uh, people were being evacuated uh, because of forest fires. It's a tough job, 14, 16-hour days, but being a very ethical vegan, he was complaining his, his nutrition needs were not being accommodated on the job. They say or claim the natural natural uh, resources that it's very tough when you've got you know a thousand firefighters. You have supplies that are miles away that they have to make runs for every once in a while. Very chaotic situation to make sure that everyone is one hundred percent satisfied that their nutritional ethical needs have been met. Uh, he's having no truck with that. He's going to the Human Rights Commission. And he's hoping that it's recognized as a creed, almost a religion, that he believes man does not have dominion over animals and should not consume animal products. Uh, when you read the full article, you realize that this guy was a bit of uh, a bit of a pill, throwing food back at uh, camp cooks, swearing. He was suspended by the ministry and sent home and told that he was no longer going to be fighting fires outside of Ontario. To talk about this from an employment standards perspective, perspective is the host of the employment hour which is on tonight at seven o'clock here on global news radio 640 toronto our friend lawyer lior sanfiro lior good morning good morning mike uh have you ever heard of uh, a case similar to this i i have seen cases that are similar in that people are trying to have new uh, areas to be identified as requiring accommodation. Uh, it is certainly the way our laws expand is through uh, new challenges that force our tribunals, our courts to adapt. But this certainly is a new one, Mike, and I dare say I think it would be one ultimately uh, a new challenge that uh, won't ultimately be uh, successful here. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're right. The tribunal was established to address some some deep-rooted prejudices and discriminations. And it seems, Lior, that over the years, it's been becoming, I don't know, weirder and weirder. Well, by definition, if you think about it, the Human Rights Tribunal is and has to be the most politically correct organization mm-hmm. on the face of the planet. That by definition, that's what they do. Uh, and, and they want to ensure that everyone has their rights protected and, and that there's no discrimination. And, of course, that, that is exactly what its purpose is. But there is a line that, that ultimately is, uh, is drawn that cannot and is not crossed. And certainly when it comes to accommodation, generally speaking, the line was you should be accommodated if it's something that you cannot help, if mm-hmm. it's something that's ultimately beyond your control. So a medical issue, for example. If you have a medical issue that requires accommodation, whether it be through food or, or, or through some modified duties at work, your employer is expected to participate in that accommodation and to provide that accommodation if at all possible. But when it comes to things such as this, where someone is making a choice, even though it may well be an admirable choice and a choice that sincerely or a belief that sincerely held, employers are generally not made to to cross that line of accommodation, to get into accommodation, because it's a slippery slope, because it's difficult to tell sometimes what is sincerely held, whether what's just a preference, how strongly do you feel. And if we have to get through that type of an analysis, or, or if employers have to go through that type of an analysis every single time, 
someone asserts a belief, then the whole system collapses, and it, it's, it will be impossible for an employer to run its business. It will have to be going off accommodating everyone and anyone. So as important as the duty to accommodate is, and make no mistake about it, it is a fundamental tenet of our employment laws, it does have limits, and I think here we're, we're talking about one of those limits. I mean, this is a unique situation, Lior. He's being placed uh, in a very remote location, backbreaking work. Uh, there are a thousand other needs that need to be accommodated. It's not like he can pack a cooler filled with his own vegan food. He expects the employer to provide that food, given the circumstances. And I understand that completely, and you're right. In many situations, the person has to be the, the first line of their own accommodations. Or if they can provide their own accommodation, they're expected to do so before, they're asked, before they demand it from their employer. But you're right. In this case, fighting forest fires in that type of a setting, clearly he cannot. So the question becomes, should the employer accommodate? Now, he's not alleging a medical condition. He's not alleging an actual religious belief, for example, that he has to eat uh, kosher, let's say, because he's Jewish. So he's, uh, he's asserting a, a belief that he's, uh, he holds honestly, that uh, you know, animals should be treated in a certain way and, and uh, individuals should not eat animals. The problem with that, it's not generally considered to be a creed, veganism. And there's a number of reasons. Number one, it's not a long-held tradition for certain people. It's not something that goes to, the, to a person's self-definition or their uh, spiritual fulfillment. And beyond that, the Human Rights Tribunal has also said that in order to, to be uh, recognized as a creed, you have to show that you belong to a group that was historically discriminated against. And I don't think there's a, a history of, of vegans uh, being discriminated against so I don't believe that ultimately, Mike, this will be a situation where this particular firefighter is going to be able to establish that he was discriminated against as, as defined in our laws by not being provided with vegan food. Hi, Lior. It's Tina. Um, Hi, Tina. I'm just wondering, does it help his case at all? Uh, and he kind of answered this uh, with your, your last statement there. But does it, does it help his case at all if any of the other firefighters were to come forward and say, you know what, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, I kind of follow the same rules uh, as a vegan diet. I don't um, believe in consuming animal products, wearing animal products, that kind of stuff. Does it help the case at all if there's more than one person? What's handling in this situation uh, only because it comes down to, to the definition of, of creed itself. And, you know, it is possible that if we look at the situation 20, 30, 50 years from now, when uh, veganism is, is such an established practice and, and, you know, people have been practicing it for generations and, and families and it, and it becomes something that, that's identified almost, almost like a religion, almost like a, a, a tradition that's set in stone, that our laws may, may adapt to that. But I think as veganism is viewed at this point, at this time, it, it, it is a, a uh, decision that someone makes, even though, again, perhaps a very admirable decision, but that said, it's not directly tied to their tradition, to who they are, to, to, to where they come from. And because of that, even if there's more than one, and there may well be more than one, in this particular case, I don't see the employer having to accommodate someone's ultimate choices when it comes to the food that they uh, want to eat. So, Lior, um, I'm getting the sense here, if you're a betting man, you don't think the tribunal's going to fly with this one? I don't, and I think it is an interesting challenge, and we, we haven't had too many cases at the Human Rights Tribunal defining creed and, and addressing exactly what creed is. 
We know what religion is. It's defined. Uh, we know what a disability is. It's defined. Creed is not really defined. So I think what may happen here, even though I don't think uh, it's going to be successful, we may have a better definition coming out of this case as to what constitutes creed so that we know in the future when that duty to accommodate can be triggered. But do I think that this person is going to be found to uh, have been discriminated against? No, I absolutely do not. Tonight, 7 o'clock, more employment law issues on the Employment Hour. Lior, as always, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. That's uh, Lior Sanfiru. He's with ST Lawyers or ST Law.